For some reason or another, you sound a little taller on radio. Well, for my money, he's got all the facial characteristics of a criminal. Now, here's your host, that gravy sopping, crappie flopping, stump jumping, bobble thumping, gun toting, mater growing son of a gun, the backwoods Baptist himself, Pastor Harold Smith. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Welcome back to the Backwoods Baptist podcast. Uh, we've been away for a while, and that's on me. And just to be honest with you, I've been sick for the last two weeks. And I'll give you a little personal update before we get into today's topic. I want to talk about church security, something I think we need to apply a heap and helping of country fried common sense to. But let me explain to you why we haven't had a podcast for the last two weeks. And it's because Two weeks ago, I got hit with a bout of food poisoning and uh, I was preaching a revival at the time. It really had hit me before the first service on Sunday morning. And I wasn't able to preach Sunday night because I was back and forth to the trash can in the bathroom. And I preached the rest of the, the services Monday through Wednesday evening, but I was extremely, extremely weak. Matter of fact, I lost six pounds that week. Then the next week I got hit with some <clears throat> sinus problems and man, I had, I had a cough. I had, um, sinus pressure. I mean, I, my nose was stopped up. My throat was sore. I didn't have much voice. The Lord was gracious during all this sickness to allow me to go ahead and preach when I was scheduled to preach. But for the most part, if I wasn't preaching, I was at home on the couch or in the bed or something like that right now, as we speak, my dad has been, uh, and my mother have been in Africa on a safari. My dad hunts, um, in Africa from time to time. And he had shot a hippo last week and then had some kind of episode. They didn't know what really happened, but they encouraged him to go to the doctor and get checked out before he took the 16 hour flight home. They ran a bunch of tests, come to find out he had had a massive heart attack at some time probably while he was hunting hippos in Africa and he, he survived it, but they needed to go in and put a stent in before they put him on an airplane for a 16 hour flight. So my dad right now is in surgery and somewhere in South Africa, getting a stent put in. And here I am with basically text communication with my mother. So, um, the Lord's been gracious to them, but it's been an interesting two weeks to say the least on top of that, I turned 48 years old. Uh, on Easter Sunday this year, I turned 48. Um, but I, there again, I really didn't enjoy my birthday per se, because I spent most of it sick. I, I I've got all this going on with my dad. I've been sick. I finally got my voice back enough. I've still got a cough, but hopefully I can, uh, get through this podcast without having a big coughing fit. So also during the past two weeks, I have became the interim pastor at the first Baptist church of Roland, Oklahoma. So for the foreseeable future, I will be serving as their pastor, uh, trying to get some things in order there and help the church kind of get built back up. It's been in a, uh, just kind of a, a, a time of decline and, uh, the church voted unanimous, uh, for me to start there as interim pastor. I preached there the entire month of March on Sunday mornings. And, um, so I, I'm excited about the opportunities 
in Roland, Oklahoma. That's about 30 minutes from my house. So it's close enough that I can serve them in a very good way. And hopefully with the Lord's help and his blessing, we can see uh, that church revived and back to biblical health. So enough about me. <clears throat> Let's talk about church security. I mean, this is something that really needs to be addressed. And usually the only people you hear talking about church security are the people who want to sell you a weekend seminar on how to protect your church. But somewhere in between Barney Fife, the movie Full Metal Jacket, and Gandhi is the right approach to church security. In other words, you got the Gandhi pacifist, you got the Barney Fife trying to run it like it's Alcatraz, and then you've got the Marine Corps Full Metal Jacket. This is my rifle. This is my gun type stuff. Okay. Let me just tell you what I see happening in churches today, because I, I get the benefit of, of working with a number of different churches, churches preaching in different settings, different churches. And so the first thing I see is the what I would call the military approach to um, church security. You've got people who are, <clears throat> during the preaching service, they're out walking the perimeter. They're out uh, marching around the church, you know, looking for approaching danger. Uh, they're keeping all the doors locked during the service. And, uh, you, you know, if, if somebody was, if we were start getting sniper fire from that tree line, they would notify us and, and respond accordingly. But, but in reality, what this usually ends up being is it's a guy in the church that you know, wants to dip snuff. And so he'll sit out on the front porch of the church and dip snuff and be security or the big guy that wants to smoke a cigarette or a guy that wants to play on his phone. And so I'm not saying they're all this way, but many times, you know, when you look out the window, they're just out there smoking a cigarette on the side of the parking lot, you know, pulling security or, or they're sitting, <laughs> they're sitting by the back door and they're not listening to the sermon. They're playing, you know, some game on their phone, but do you really need a guy stationed outside, you know, for a, an approaching attack? The second one is kind of what I would call the professional approach. You have these law enforcement like officers. You've got guys dressed like cops, you know, uh, some churches in our area will even have police officers in their church. They'll have them prominently park their cop cars out by the, 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 the road. Like you come in here, you're going to deal with a County sheriff and, I'm not saying that's necessarily bad, but is it necessary? You know, do, do we need a security guards in uniform? Do we need people standing at the door with metal detectors? You know, we're, we're a church. Do, do we need somebody pacing back and forth like Barney Fife looking for, you know, somebody to draw a gun and get the drop on them? And then the third thing I see is the, the pious, well, we just trust the Lord. You know, we don't, we, we trust God. He's sovereign. If, if it's, if it's his sovereign will that we're all executed, shot in the back of the head by, uh, you know, so, some, uh, God hater, then, then so be it. I, I think somewhere in between all of that is a proper approach. Now that's what I see. I see the, you know, just the good old boy really don't like sitting in church. Don't want to sit through a sermon. Let me be security. You know, I want to be on the security team. And then I'll see the professional guy who's, you know, he's walking around, he's carrying a gun, maybe, maybe has a, has a uniform on, or, or then you have this, just, we don't, we don't prepare for anything. Now here's what I recommend. 
I know a lot of my friends recommend a plurality of elders. I recommend a plurality of armed people. And when I say a plurality of armed people, I'm not talking about Buster Scruggs. I'm not talking about walking in the, the church with two hog legs strapped on your leg, pearl handled pistols, you know, a row of bullets punched into the belt loops and they're tied off about your knee for a quick draw. I'm not talking about people walking around with guns on the outside. I'm talking about concealed carry holders, people who have got a license to carry. And I, I believe me, I don't think you have to have a license to carry, but you ought to be a responsible gun owner. So all I would recommend is that people who know how to handle a firearm would, would conceal it and bring it to church with them. And if, if you have people within your church that know how to handle a firearm and they have one on their person that they can access if needed, your church is pretty secure. Oh, I know somebody may come in and get the drop on you, but they're not going to walk around and execute all of you. Well, I know that, you know, you may get snapper fire from that far tree line over there, but what is the odds? We're talking about having a normal, practical approach to church security. So here's some things to consider. What are the odds that your church is going to get attacked by a shooter or a bomber? What are the odds of that? Let's just run some numbers here. I don't know how many different churches there are in America. I really don't know. <clears throat> I can theorize there's the Southern Baptist Convention claims to have 42,000. Well, if there's 42,000 Southern Baptists, how many independent, fundamental, King James, soul winning, suit and tie? Okay, you get the point. How many of those kind are there? How many missionary Baptists are there? How many national Baptists? I think there's 1,800 in the BMA, and that's not Southern Baptist. That's not independent. That's not, you, you start putting all these Baptist groups together, you're going to easily end up with about 80,000 churches. How many Methodist churches do we add to that 80,000 Baptist? How many Pentecostals? How many Church of God? How many Church of Christ? When you start combining it, we've got hundreds of thousands of churches. Now, how many have been attacked by an active shooter? maybe a half dozen, maybe 10 in the last 10 years. I mean, it would be easier to say how many people have been struck by lightning. The point I'm driving at is what are the odds that your church gets attacked? Is it really so high that you need a guy in a ghillie suit laying down covering the parking lot? Let's talk about your location. How many people in your county would have any interest in attacking a little country church where you're at? I mean, I, maybe you're on the bad side of Chicago. You know, maybe you're on the wrong side of Memphis. Maybe you're in an area where there is a high crime rate. Maybe you do need to lock the doors while you meet. But I would venture to say for most of these hundreds of thousands of churches, they're in a good location. There's not a high crime rate where they're at. Let's talk about threats. What's the threat to your church? Now, look, if somebody's mailing death threats to your pastor, maybe you should have someone at the door until that gets resolved. But if you're getting death threats, you should hand that over to the cops. They're better equipped to deal with death threats than you are. You know, if someone says, I'm going to burn your church down, maybe you do need somebody in the parking lot while you meet. But if you're not receiving those kind of threats, and if that's not 
if you're not in a bad location, then the, the odds are you're just meeting to worship the Lord. So think about it this way. We've, brethren, we've met to worship. I think that's how you say it. I say it, worship. But I really think that a lot of people meet for the war, W-A-R, warship. In other words, they've showed up for a battleground, not holy ground. If you're seeing the church as something that's that's under direct attack, then, then maybe you should. But let's be realistic. Quit acting all red dawn on me here. If a violent man finds you, defend yourself. If someone shows up in your church wanting to do harm, be ready to respond. But quit living like you're in the on the Ho Chi Minh Trail during the Vietnam War. I mean, you're acting like a threat is imminent. It's not. You, what you've done is you've stationed a whole security team outside of the worship of the church. When they should be inside singing praises to the Lord, fellowshipping with the brethren, hearing the word preached. Instead, they're out here walking the perimeter. I don't think that's necessary unless you're in a bad location and you've received threats. The odds are you're going to go your entire life and never see any violence in your church, maybe other than a business meeting. We've already addressed those. Your church is not a compound. It's a church. It doesn't need fighting positions with intersecting fields of fire. It's not a maximum security facility. You're not trying to keep criminals in. And you're not trying to keep criminals out. In reality, our churches ought to be somewhat open to people coming in, maybe even people we don't know. Oh, excuse me, I had a little coughing spell there. The point I'm driving at is, Let's be sensible about church security. If you have people within your congregation that are that, that are discreetly concealing a weapon, and look, they don't need a 50 cal to defend what happens in the sanctuary. You know, we're not shooting across a, a rice field or a desert. If, if, if a number of people, if a plurality of people in your church on any given Sunday have a pistol in their pocket and are able to return fire. If somebody came in, started waving a gun around, making threats, your church is pretty well secured. You say, well, brother, Harold, I, I'm of the pacifist type. We'll just trust the Lord. Jesus instructed his disciples to carry a sword. He didn't instruct them to carry a catapult. They weren't going on the offensive with it, but they had the right to defend themselves. In Nehemiah, when they rebuilt the wall, they had their trowel and they had their sword. They didn't have a trained SEAL team outside the perimeter. The men that were doing the work had the weapon upon them, and if they need be, they put down the trowel and they took up the sword. You should have a Bible and a, and a, and a gun, and you should show up planning to use the Bible, and if somebody shows up wanting to do harm to those in your congregation, you should be able to defend yourself. But that's the key, defend yourself. So be realistic. Think about where your church is. Think about what's really going on in the congregation. Think about the threat. Think about the odds of hundreds of thousands of churches. We've had like a half a dozen attacks. 
unless there's something to heighten the threat, unless somebody's made a threat, unless you, your pastor's published bad stuff in the newspaper or been accused of doing something, you know, illegal or immoral, I don't really think anybody's looking to come shoot up your church. There's a psycho out there in, in every part of the country, but the odds of them responding and violence to your church is just really minuscule. And if you didn't watch the news overnight, and if you didn't get emails from people wanting to sell you church security packages, you probably would be doing what the church has done for centuries, showing up, worshiping the Lord, praying together, listening to the word preached, singing, and going home. And they did that without fear of attack. I mean, look, if you're in communist China, if you're in, in North Korea, yeah, you might want to put somebody by the door. You might want somebody in the parking lot to give the signal to run. But we're in America. We're not worried about our government shutting us down. We've got a right to, to assemble for, for, for religious purposes. So we don't have to worry about the government shutting us down. Some of you did during COVID, but you don't have to. You chose to. If the people in the church are armed, look, you'd be an absolute fool to walk into the churches that I've pastored over the years and pull a gun out and start waving it around. The little church I used to pastor, we had about 75 people in it on a regular basis. And I had a guy in the church and he said, hey, look, we need a security team. We need to be locking these doors. We need somebody in a parking lot. I said, no, we don't need all that. There was a church shooting in Texas a few years back. And, and he said, yeah, we, we, I just don't feel comfortable. I don't feel safe in here. I'm like, I, I, I'm not putting together a security team. I said, we've got people in here that can respond. So at the end of the service that day, I said, look, if you are, you know, if you're here today and you regularly carry a firearm on your person, maybe you ladies keep it in your purse. Maybe you men, you know, keep it tucked away in your pants or inside your belt. If you have a gun on you and you regularly carry a gun, would you just on your way out the doors, we're shaking hands. You come by, shake my hand, say, I carry. I said, uh, you don't have to brag about it. You don't have to let anybody else know. I just want an idea of how many people in here actually have a gun on them. church of 75, 33 people had a pistol on them during that service. 33. You know what that is? That's nearly half the congregation. It would take about three CSI teams to figure out which way the bullet intersected the guy that shot because fire would be coming from everywhere. You say, brother, Harold, that's dangerous. You, you, you need control. That's no, that's a reputation that people know. If you walk into that church with that guy preaching on the responsibility to be armed, to defend your family, to care for those around you, to protect the innocent. If you know that guy preaches those kind of messages, you'd be an absolute fool to go into the church of a pastor that's a gun-toting guy himself and is surrounded by a congregation that takes serious their responsibility to defend others around them. You'd be a fool to walk in there, an absolute fool to walk in there and pull a gun out and try some. It would be a suicide mission quicker than no other. Since people kind of know that, since we don't have a sign up saying no firearms allowed on the premises, they're probably going to go somewhere else to do that kind of stuff. Because you're not going to get very many people shot before you get shot. I say all that to say it's just common sense. 
let's be reasonable when it comes to church security. Don't be Barney Fife. D don't be full metal jacket. <laughs> don't be Del Dribble. D don't be Gandhi. Be reasonable. You don't have to tell everybody in your church to carry a gun. Just ensure that you've got some men in there that know how to carry a gun. I ain't afraid to use it if need be. Odds are you've probably got a lot of veterans in there that have been trained in the military how to shoot firearms. They probably take that seriously. They're probably armed. They're probably ready to defend themselves and the church if need be. And if that's the case, somebody may come in and try something. You're never going to prevent that. They may shoot the guy in the parking lot. Here's what's not going to happen. They're not going to go pew to pew often people when the people are able to fight back. If you do that, odds are you never see anybody. Odds are no one in your church ever pulls a gun out of their pocket. But if need be, they can. And that's all we need to do. It's holy ground. It's not a battleground. We're showing up for worship, not a warship. Not a compound. It's a church. Remember that. Thank you guys for tuning in today. It's good to be back. I'm hoping to do this on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, depending on how things go at the church. I was going to do a weekly podcast until I was able to find a church to serve as interim pastor. And then when I became interim pastor, I was going to tailor these back to probably bi-weekly. Uh, just because that'll be where I'll be spending most of my time is in the service of that church. As always, thank you for listening. If you want to reach out to me, you got questions, comments, concerns, smart remarks, you can find me on Twitter occasionally at the Backwoods Baptist, Harold Smith, or you can send me an email at pastorharold at att.net. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next podcast.